Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the important transition to management. Part of your struggles, if you do struggle, are physical, but I'll bet there's a lot more that are mental. Our guest today is Nate the Train Landwehr. Nate was on our podcast maybe about eight or nine months ago, and at the time he was preparing for one of his fights, well, that is the case again today. We're going to have Nate on the show to talk about the mental game of fighting, and even though you are not a fighter if you're the boss, you probably have obstacles in your way and probably could use some strategies to get around those. Nate's going to talk to us a lot about fighting. He's going to talk about his training routine, but he's also going to share some of his secrets to the mental game of fighting. Secrets that you can take and turn into actionable strategies that'll help you be more successful as the boss. So with no further delay, let's meet our special guest, Nate the Train Landwehr. Nate, the train landwehr. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's really, really good. We talked, I guess it was around eight months ago, and you were tuning up for a big fight. And uh, as we meet today, you are also tuning up for a big fight. And so we want to talk about that, and we want to talk about some of your routines. But before we do that, just tell the audience who you are. Tell us about Nate, the train. Talk about your background. Talk about yourself, because you're a pretty fascinating guy. You know, I'm just a good old fashioned American kid, man. Uh, I uh, I think everybody's born, they're given a name, and then it's up to that man or woman to make that name mean something. And that's what I'm in the process of doing is just bringing meaning to my name and um, just hard work, getting a goal, getting a plan. Um, you know, I grew up like any other American playing uh, sports, playing football. Football was a big thing. And then Got to high school, ran track, wrestled a little bit, went to college. I was gonna, I was going to college to be a teacher. I might be a teacher one day, but I kind of uh, seen fighting on TV. I thought maybe that was something I wanted to do. I always enjoyed contact, and I enjoyed the press of really pushing the body to the limit. You know, you get to know your body, and you go to the breaking point, and you pass that breaking point. Something, something. In those moments, nothing else matters, you know? 
Well, Nate, let's let's talk about this for a minute. You are uh, a mixed martial arts fighter. And so for those of us who are listening that don't really know the difference between MMA and boxing, wrestling, what exactly is that? How does the fight take place? What are the rules? And and then tell us about your record. After all, you are the uh, global and one global featherweight champ. All right, so boxing and wrestling ties directly into MMA, right? It's like a square and a rectangle, right? Square is a rectangle, rectangle is not a square. So boxing, you got two hands, you can throw hands, right? You And you don't want to get hit. All you do is punch. Wrestling, you know, you're trying to take people down and put them on their back for the pin, and that translates very well. But in MMA, it consists of everything. So you kick, you punch, you elbow, you knee. Boxing goes three-minute rounds. MMA goes five minute rounds, so it's a little bit more demanding, but we have less rounds, you know. So a, bo- a championship boxing fight would be like a twelve round, three minutes, which would be about thirty minutes of fighting. A championship MMA fight would be five five minute rounds, which is twenty five minutes. But the you get more rest in boxing than doing MMA. But anybody that competes in a combat sport like wrestling you know it's you pressing hard so it all comes together and a, a good fight's a good fight yeah well your fights are good fights and the only bad thing about them is they're typically quick because you put people away so a, a, i guess it was maybe a year or two ago you signed on with m1 global so tell us about your career there including when you won the title which was, by the way, an awesome fight. Yeah, it's such a blessing to have. I, I would say that M1 Global would be a top five promotion. You know, you got the UFC, and then you got one over there in Japan. They're pretty much the two big timers. And then you, it's like a toss-up. So I'm not going to say we're three or four. I'll give us a – I'll slide us in at five just in case somebody wants to argue with it. And being with a top five promotion on the planet – they give you a, a, it's a, it's a platform. You get what I'm saying? And uh, like two years ago, nobody from M1 knew who I was. I got a shot. I got my foot in the door. And I truly believe that nobody from N1 would, would ever forget me again because the way I do things. I'm a real professional. I do it. I put the T's, cross them. I put the dots on the I's. Uh, you want to walk out, you get a good walk out. You want a good fight, you get a good fight. You want the backflip, you get the backflip. You want a press conference, I'll give you the press conference. You want entertainment, I'll give you entertainment. It's it's all wrapped up into one. It's, the, it's a fighting, but at the same time, it's an entertainment business because people are spending money to come see this. They don't want to see something boring. They want to see something that translates to what they can kind of imagine, what they can feel like. Uh, this wise man told me they're not people won't remember your record. They might not remember this, they, but they will remember the feeling, right? Everybody can uh, relate to a feeling, and it's kind of it transcends from culture, language. You might not, you know, might not even be from America, not speak a language, not believe in the same gods, but you could, you could. Um, you could really relate to a, a heart, right? Trying, will, effort. These are things, courage, honor. These are things that every, every culture has in common. Yeah, it's really funny because most of your fights take place over in Russia. And in the times I've watched you, I'll watch the prelims and the fighters are, 
they're pretty stoic. There's not a lot of uh, fanfare. But then when it's time for Nate to train, you know, the you're you're kind of bringing in the very best from WWE. You're spitting yeah. water in the yeah. in the spray, and you you got the yellow shades going on, and you're throwing T-shirts in the crowd. I don't know what was it like, Nate, the first time you fought and you brought the real Nate the Train to this kind of laid back culture in Russia. Man, you know, it's it's just for me. I take uh, a great sense of pride that there might be a kid in that audience, right? And if one kid goes home and tells and says, "You know what? I'm destined for more than just working." At, there's nothing work, wrong with working a nine to five job, right? But so if he goes home and says, "I'm destined to," I have a dream. I just, you know what I mean, and I can mm-hmm. help. I can help facilitate that. That that flame that's, that gets ignited. They they see something they might not ever forget. And I take pleasure in maybe there's a kid in that audience that sees that fight and they never forget the night that they see me. And uh, when they grow up and have their own kids, they tell them about that night. And it's kind of like it's kind of like immortality almost. You know, you you, you live on. Yeah, it, it's funny too. I'll I'll look at your Instagram, and when you're over there, usually it seems like you get there a week or two before the fight, and you mix with the locals. And there's always seems like there's people coming up to you, and you know, one would think that here's this American, this somewhat flamboyant, maybe a little arrogant American, and would be shunned, and yet the crowds love you. So you obviously bring a spark. Now, Nate, you've got a fight coming up in Kazakhstan, and this is uh, I think today is. June the 12th. And so that fight is on the 28th. So tell us about the upcoming fight. I know you've fought this guy once before. So tell us about that first fight and tell us what's going to be happening at this next one. So the first fight was um, just a normal fight, three rounds. Uh, it was a close fight. The kid's tough. This guy's tough. I mean, uh, got everything going for him. He's the number one challenger. And I don't shy away from it. I became the champion because I am a challenger at heart and I'll never forget that I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm training like I want to beat the champ, right? I am the champ, but I'm coming as if I got to still prove something. I got to prove something to myself every day. And uh, this guy, he's coming. He feels like he has a chance. The last time I feel like the third round, I was I almost beat him to death. Now he has to uh, last another two rounds with me. And, um, I see my hand being raised. I see this being a, a finish, just like always. I go in there. You can't teach when the going gets tough to start to go, right? When the tough, when it gets going, you got to go, baby. You can't teach the ability to go, and that's what I have. When it's all on the line and the nerves and the anticipation and the not knowing, that's when it's time to really excel and become – the person that you want to be. Yeah. So do you see this fight going the full five rounds? I feel like I can finish him. I, I will finish him somewhere in the third or the fourth round. I might get it done in the second, but this guy, he's tough. I've been locked in with him. We've been, I've breathed in the air that he breathed, that he had let out. You know what I mean? That's how close we were to each other. We've seen each other in the, in his eyes. And you know, once you know a man, some, you know, some moms don't even know their sons as well as I know. I, two men that fought this, that hard know each other. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
mm -hmm. might be faster. He might be stronger now. He might be this. He might be that. But his heart, men's hearts don't change. And I know that I got the killer in me, and uh, that's going to be the difference. Yeah. And, and if you have never seen Nate fight before, usually what happens early in the fight is he gets hit. And, and what the commentators typically say is that Nate will take a punch to give a punch. And so it, it's just fun to watch. So I would encourage you, and at the end, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about how we can see this fight. But uh, if you ever get a chance to go back through the archives, check out when he won the title. If you ever see those little wind-up monkeys that have little symbols and they bang them together, that was Nate mounted up on this guy's back, whacking him in the head with both fists. It was actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, we knew coming into that fight, we had to finish him. I mean, it was his home country. He was a champ in front of 13,000 of his relatives, basically. We knew that it was no winning a decision. We had to finish this guy, and we had to do it in devastating fashion, and that's what we did. We, You know, I come in, you see one man, but really I have, I have a whole network of people that support me. So you see me get knocked down. It's not one man standing up. It's the whole city coming. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more than just me. Yeah. Well, you always make a point to to shout out to your hometown of Clarksville, Tennessee, which, you know, living and working near Clarksville as we do, it's always really fun to see that. It's uh, It just makes us all proud. Well, Nate, our audience is is people in really two types of roles. They're, they could be bosses, supervisors, managers that are kind of overwhelmed with stress and pressure and meetings and bad employees. And then another part of our audience tends to be HR professionals who for much of the time are overwhelmed, overworked, overstressed, and underappreciated. And so what I hope we could do is talk about the, the mental game of fighting. So I know it's physical. I know right now you are uh, training for your upcoming fight. And I do want to talk about the training routine too. But talk to us about the mental game. The audience does not face a, a fighter. The audience yeah. faces maybe an annoying employee or, or a really bad boss. So do those mental tactics work for that as well? I think in that aspect, we're all the same. I mean, we're just humans, right? Uh, we get nervous. We anticipate. You know, if somebody did something in that moment, you would be like, you know, it would be easier. But, like, sometimes you got to fire somebody and you've been thinking about it for the last two days. You know what I mean? So the anticipation to have to do this is not like he just disrespected you and he's like, you got to go. So it's like uh, the anticipation, the not knowing the outcome. And uh, I think the, the the easiest thing to do is to find out your why and to stay true to that. And if somebody doesn't uh, somebody doesn't add up to what you feel is true and your values, then they have to go. And uh, in the fight game, it's, it's all mental. Like Muhammad Ali used to say it's will over skill you know no matter how good you are that only helps you have to really want it and uh you might be a boss you know you might or you might be a worker but everybody is just as important as the next person especially when you're out here working hard i mean you have a you got to have a vision and with that vision comes sacrifice, right? When you're sacrificing, think think about the CEO, a millionaire. He comes in, he got to use the bathroom. When he sits on that toilet, that janitor 
he mean a lot. You know what I mean? The janitor had to do his job because nobody wants to sit on a toilet that um that's dirty. And I mean, that janitor is just important if he took pride in cleaning that toilet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems like a lot of this is a mental game. I love the fact that you talked about staying true to your values. And I think for our listeners, those personal values are huge. Look at your organization's values. And if somebody is not living according to those, it's time to take some steps. And I know that it's a hard thing to do. Uh, certainly not as hard as standing in front of somebody in the octagon, but it takes a lot of courage. And so, you know, I, from what I know about you, Nate, you, you never really show the fact that you might be a little nervous or afraid. I see somebody very stoic in you. So are you able to just project that from within? How does that work? I think it helps me that, um, that it's become more than just me. You know what I mean? When I started this thing, it was more like rage, right? I wanted to fight. Now it's become more passion and my why keeps growing. I keep, people keep helping me. Like I got a guy that, that cracks my back and rubs me down. He doesn't have to do that. I got a, I got sponsors that bring me on and do podcasts. They don't have to do that. I got everything's people help me so much that I don't forget that little step. And when I'm in there, I can't, I can't hear people screaming cause I'm across the world, but I can feel them. If I go down, I can feel them driving me up. I can feel when I take a hard shot. I could feel them saying, go, go, go. When it, when it's time to finish, I could, I could hear, I could feel it. You know, you could feel that kind of feeling in uh say a boss, right? He has employees. Sometimes things get hard for bosses. They might not be getting the money that they need at the time, but they still have to look after their employees. A good, a great boss puts their employees for first, right? So, you know, it might be hard times for a boss, but you still got to make sure that your employees are eating and they're happy and they take pride in their work. Cause there's nothing worse than an employee that thinks that they're not being loved, uh, you know, and they're not being, their worth is not what it needs to be in the boss's eyes. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Attention HR professionals and conference planners. Are you looking for a great speaker for your upcoming meetings or conference? Better contact Mac. Do you need someone who can relate to your audience and deliver a top-notch presentation? Better contact Mac. Are you trying to find a speaker who can both educate and entertain? Better contact Mac. Mac Monroe, the boss builder, is a sought-after keynote speaker and presenter who would love to present at your next meeting. His most popular topics are how to be a great boss for audiences of managers and executives, how to gain a seat at the table for HR professionals, and how to avoid ending up for all employees. Mac is a phenomenal storyteller, and his talks are lively, entertaining, and loaded with actionable strategies that will enable your attendees to make immediate positive changes. To get more information and book Mac to speak at your next conference or meeting, Go online to bettercontactmac.com or call us at 931-221-2988. And now, back to the show. Well, you have got a support team around you, Nate, and you're very correct. Uh, whenever we watch any of your fights, usually it's yeah. daytime over here in the morning because of the time difference. But yeah, we're on the front porch watching on the on the phone and yelling and screaming for you. I can feel that, man. I feel it all. It, it really helps knowing that... Uh... 
And another thing is you got to want it so bad that it means more than anything in the world. But at the same time, you got to know that it's good. It's okay. If you fail, it's okay, man. You're still going to mm-hmm. wake up. You, you got life. It's, life is so precious. And uh, just every day you wake up, just be blessed. I mean, we're going through, right now we're fighting uh, small cell lung cancer with my, uh, with my mother-in-law, my wife's mom. And uh, it's just humbling knowing that, uh, Fighting has come from within. Yeah, you know what I mean? I might punt, mm-hmm. kick, but it's more of a spirit. Everybody has to fight for something. It might just be to breathe better. It might be to, it might, somebody might be fighting right now to walk. Somebody told them they'll never walk again, but they, in their mind, they're going to walk again and they make that happen. And it's just more of a spirit. Well, I see that too in the post about your mother in law. And it looks like there's a support team around her. And so if you're listening, take that seriously. Develop your support team. Nate has got fans. Nate has got sponsors. Nate has friends. And, and you need that as well. So do not go into this alone. He's alone in the octagon with the other person, but he didn't For get sure. there by himself. And he's got a team. So Nate, you are getting ready to, to fight. So tell us, because you're a full-time fighter, right? You don't work another job. Occasionally you'll teach a class title boxing, which, by the way, if you ever take one of Nate's classes when he's getting ready to fight and the owner of the gym's not there, be prepared to be tortured because it is pure torture. I think he just takes it out on us. So, so Nate, being that you are a professional fighter, you do this for a living, tell us about your average day as you're training for a fight. Do you just lay in front of the TV all day and then go out and run for a little bit and then you're done? What's it, what is involved in it? All right, so I have two main training sessions. I have an AM training session. I got a PM training session. And uh, these training sessions can be anywhere from an hour to three hours, right? So the main thing with these training sessions is to try to come in and give it 100%, right? That's why I can't, That's why I don't do a lot of stuff in between. Because think about it. If you get weighted down, if I get weighted down to where I come into my training my training and it's 80%, 90%. I have to, in my, you know what I mean? You got to be able to train 100%. You got to give 100%. And uh, in between, I do recovery. And it's fighting, you know, we're getting ready to fight. So my teammates, they, they give me, they give me hell, right? Mm. They, put me, they torture me. We torture each other, but it's all love. It's brotherly love. Like our job is to break break a thousand times so when it counts you can be never broken you know what i mean it's like yeah you just got to do it do it do it keep pressing keep pressing it's hard work hard work the hardest work you can do it's not we're not in there working out i i like to joke with people my new little thing joke is is that i tell people you've been in here working out for an hour and your drawers ain't even damp you know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. Well, so Nate, what do you do? Like, so tell us about a typical AM session. So usually my AM session is either uh, strength and conditioning or I do like a, a wrestling. So my strength and conditioning is you, just like you think. You're working on strength. You're working on being able to push. I work on. So I have different processes. The further I'm out from the fight, I want to get strong. I want to be fast, work on all that. The closer I get to the fight, it's all about punches, kicks, right? The actual fighting. So I uh, do 
the same thing as any other person would do. I just do it harder and I do it more and I do it twice a day. Some of, think about the hardest workouts you've ever had. I do that twice a day. No, that'd be and, rough. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about two sessions yeah. with you in one day. Yeah. They might have to scrape me up off the ceiling. Yeah. It's like if I, it's like if somebody said, man, I ran a mile today. You'd be like, okay, you ran a mile. It's not about the what, it's about the how. If he told you I ran a mile in four minutes, like, wait a minute, you know what I mean? And it's not even that you have to be able to run a mile in four minutes. If you're a 10 minute mile person, go for that nine minutes and 59 seconds next time, you know, push your body. That's what, I mean, before I started helping, I think working a title helped me a lot because I realized that some people physically, they don't got the ability to run and push. They might not be able to do that mile in four minutes, but mentally, every time they're pressing and getting better, right? Because it's the fight with from within. There's nothing wrong with being a 15 minute mile person, as long as that, as long as you truly are trying, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, you will push it hard twice a day. So, Nate, what do you do for recovery? I, I see sometimes you go visit, to, is it cryogenics or cryo something or other? We got a local uh, cryo tank with Revive. They're changing their name to op, op, uh, Optimize Yourself. I mean, op, Optimize, op, Optimize You mm -hmm. or something. I got the Revive. But, um, so we got that. The cryo tank really helps. Diet. Uh, I got my guy... Uh, Dr. Scott Dunaway, he's a chiropractor and uh, he really works on the small tissue, uh, massages, uh, swimming pool. This It's just, that's part of my network of support, man. And just knowing that, yeah, you're tired, but it's time to get up. Just like when you're tired from working 12 hours a day and you come home and you know tomorrow, guess what? You're going to do it again. You have you to. Yeah. Have things it's sometimes sometimes things are mandatory right and everything like people don't get it these mouths and the sit-ups and the thousands of this and the punches for me that's mandatory everything that's all mandatory mm -hmm. say you're working extra when you're just doing the mandatory it's not working extra it's just the mandate it's the bare minimum for what you have to do people think I'm out here working, but really that's mandatory. Well, part of your workout, and we're coming back to the, the topic, is the mental game. So do you replay in your mind what you know will happen in the fight? For example, you know, do you walk yourself into the octagon? Do you see yourself as you knock this guy out in probably the third round? Do you see yourself in the interview where the interpreter is... Um, interpreting back and forth and the crowd is screaming. Yes. Do, do you go, do you go to that level? Yes. Uh, I used to have a coach that told me if you can visualize in color, it will happen. You have to focus, right? So I focus on it all. I concentrate, I concentrate so much on the walkout that I forget I'm about to battle. Right. And then when I get into the battle, it's time, it's already time to battle. You ain't got time to be nervous. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I'm thinking about the fight and all the scenarios that happen, I always envision myself, of course, finishing very viciously. But then I, and on top of that, not only the finish, but I visualize 
the post-fight interview, right? What I'm going to say, right? I'm not worried about what I'm going to do. I'm worried about what I'm going to say because I'm winning, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think about anything else to think about the after, right? The, the, the everything that my wife coming into the and giving me the hug and the kiss, the belt around my waist, flipping it around my shoulder, giving and making up a song, right? Anything you focus on, <laughs> you focus yeah. on so many different things that way it doesn't drag you down. Yeah, I love it. I'm thinking that would be something really useful for our audience that maybe is stressed out over a presentation they got to give up uh, in front of a bunch of executives and they're. I guess the mental game would work as well, wouldn't it? Visualize yourself getting up, visualize their affirming looks, visualize them getting up afterwards and telling you what a great presentation. And like you mentioned, visualize it in color, right? In color. And and, and more than visualize it, right? If you got a speech you have to do as presentation, do that presentation. Uh, do it on camera. Rewatch yourself do it, right? Make it to where you see yourself. A lot of people don't know what they look like. So watch yourself. Listen to yourself. Figure out what you can do better, right? Figure out and never talk about something that you don't know about, right? That's the hardest thing. You can't just get up there and make stuff up. If you're going to do something on something, make sure that you really did your research and you know what you're doing and the topic that you're talking about. Yeah, I guess in any game, when you are in the spotlight, as you are in the octagon, any mistake's going to be magnified. And I guess the same thing applies at work, doesn't it? Yes. Well, let's let's think about our audience now. So they are not professional fighters. They work, they commute. So what tips would you have for one of my audience that says, yeah, I really wish I could be like Nate and just train two big sessions a day and then recover in the cryo tank? They can't. So in terms of, of exercise, maybe even nutrition, what are some things you could recommend to the, uh, the couch potatoes like myself? I will say I've been doing this new te technique called box breathing, right? So, you, so it's all about a time. So you breathe in slow. Say so you breathe in five seconds. At the top, you're going to hold that breath five seconds. You breathe out five seconds. At the bottom, you hold that breath five seconds. And then... Maybe you're going to get up to six seconds. Now you breathe in nice and slow. You keep that controlled at the top. And this is going to help. This is going to help your spleen. Your spleen carries about a pint of extra blood. So this is going to help your spleen release extra blood, which is going to be better blood flow, better oxygen, better nutrition. Everything's working better. And it's going to be very helpful for your mental game, very helpful for concentration, kind of like meditation almost. It's just called box breathing. You breathe in very slow and steady, and you just gonna get hard. Trust me, because you're gonna feel sometimes. You take a take a nice deep breath, get back to it, and uh, things like that. Simple things, and just the main thing is all about knowing your why, man. Like when you're on that, uh, when you're driving home, right? Mm. Listen to something that's motivating, right? And uh, you're driving to work. Mm. But listen, don't just listen to to garbage. Like you're not gonna eat garbage. You wouldn't go out right. there in a the, in the trash can and just pick through garbage if you didn't have to. So why put that into your brain, right? Listen to something that's motivating, something that maybe a speech, maybe a song that really touches your heart and think about, man, now, you know what? I really want to, I really want to do this because, you know, maybe you, maybe your mission is to save up enough money to pay for college for your kid. Maybe your mission is to, who knows what your mission is, but 
if you're on a mission, everything you're doing is preparing for that mission to happen. Like somebody asks you what you're doing tomorrow, I'm preparing for this mission to happen. What you're doing yeah. in a month, I'm preparing for this mission that I'm on. There's never a dull moment. Yeah. And there's always something to do when you're truly on a mission. Well, let's fast forward to June the 29th. You will have already knocked this guy out and you have then retained your title. So what is next for Nate the Train? Oh, man, I got to defend my sack racing championship of the world <laughs> on the 4th of July, man. You know, we gotta... Yeah, you won't, do, you won't do the hot dog eating, I guess, then, right? Oh, man, we got, we got I, every year, my wife and I, we throw a big 4th uh, of July party for all my friends, all in my friends' friends, and just pre pretty much everybody's invited. I only got one rule, no argue. And if you argue, y'all get into it, it's a fight to the finish. And that pretty much keeps everybody good. honest. Nobody, nobody wants to fight to no, the finish. No. Right? So, and they, they really are passionate about it. So we have a great time. We get a bunch of, like, blow-up slides for the kids. It's, we let the kids have a great time. We have a great time. The adults get to lay back and have a good time because the kids are occupied. Uh it's just kind of like giving back to the community. Sometimes it's hard to go spend six hundred dollars on some fireworks and meals, but it's not too it's not too hard to uh, get a bag of chips and uh, maybe one firecracker. Bring you got a hundred, two hundred people to throw into this pot. We have a great show, and it's for everybody comes together, and we just we celebrate the greatest thing that ever happened for us on 1776, man. Yeah, there you go. So when, in terms of your fighting career then, Nate, so what what happens now? Are you gonna continue with M1 Global? Do you have any uh, any other plans? What's, what's the future look like? So M1 Global has partnered with the UFC to where when every champion defends twice, they can get a, they have an automatic contract to the UFC, so I mean, after this fight, my options are just going to be almost endless. So we're going to sit down, my wife and I, and we're going to figure out what's best for mm, our family. Yeah. So in the UFC, who would be probably the opponent you would most love to face? Man, anybody, man. I don't see faces. I, you know, I just, uh, anybody. Of course, I would love to fight the champ. Who doesn't want to be the champion of the world? I mean, but uh, I feel like whoever they give me first, and once America could see me on the big screen, they're going to fall in love just the way I fight. I mean, I am Balboa reincarnated, and it's not a movie. Yeah, yeah, you're Balboa, you're Apollo Creed, all those wrapped into one. So yeah. that said, how can my audience follow you? Tell us about your social media, but most importantly, tell us how we can see the fight on June 28th. The fight, June 28th, you go on your phone. Most people got a phone. You're probably on your phone now. You can download the app, M1 Global app. It's real simple. You can do it on any any kind of little app thing that you, uh, iTunes, whatever you want to go on. You probably just type it in on the internet. M1 Global app, you press it, it downloads. Boom, you can watch it. All the fights come up live. You can put it on, you can put plug it into the TV, watch it on TV, you can watch it on a computer. You can follow me on Nate the Train, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Uh, Nate the Train, the one and only Nate the Train. That's kind of my thing. That's why. Like, the promoters always mess with me. I'm like, when you talk about me, don't say Landwehr. I mean, my last name's Landwehr. Just say Nate the Train. I'm trying to get it catchy because it's catchy. Nate the Train, Nate the Train. You got to keep 
pressing. Like if you have a logo, right, you got to keep pressing that. If you got a, you know, you got a slogan, you got to keep pressing that. Yeah. Well, you don't need a last name when you're Nate to train, right? Yeah, I mean, Nate to train, three little words, it rhymes, it's in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, Nate, hey, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy training schedule to chat with us today. Uh, I'm not going to wish you luck because you don't need luck when you work as hard as you do. We're just, ex we're excited to see it, you know? Oh, man, I'd rather be lucky than anything, you know? Anybody, I think anybody truly successful and at the top will tell you, man, they're lucky. Because, I mean, we come dime a dozen. Think about it. There's how many billions of people on this planet. If, you, if you're successful, it's hard work. But sometimes it's just about being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Well, in that case, then I will wish you good luck, even though you ain't going to need it. You, you prepare hard for this. So Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Nate. Well, listen, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the 28th. All right, Max. Thank you. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.